Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Welcome, everyone. I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. From 88.9, I'm Dory Zori. And this is Cinnabuds. This week, we're going to dig into our favorite movie soundtracks. Yes, the day I've been waiting for. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is her wheelhouse. But I also have, when I hear soundtracks, there are definitely uh, movies that pop into my head right away. Okay, so before we get into any specifics, yeah. how important to you is music in movies? I mean, I know that for some movies it's more of a score, and yeah. we could talk about our favorite scores too, but for me when we were thinking about doing this, I was thinking about actual songs that are yeah, part of movies. For sure. I feel like there was definitely a time in my life where I paid really close attention to that. And then I feel like definitely there was an era where I only paid attention <laughs> if it was familiar, which is, it can be good. Sometimes that song is used to highlight an emotion or like a fun action sequence. And then that's just kind of woven into the scene. And there's other times where it's definitely meant for you to go, hey, listen to what we're playing right now. Right. Yeah. I think I fell in love with music and movies together because growing up, watching movies with my grandma, there were a lot of musicals. Oh, sure. A lot of movies that just had songs incorporated into the plot or there was a big band that would perform, right. you know, as part of the movie. So music and movies to me have always kind of gone hand in hand. But it wasn't really until some movies when I was young teenager yeah. that had soundtracks that really got my attention. I started thinking about music and movies in a different way. Yeah. I was smiling when I was making my list because I thought I have a prediction that one of the soundtracks in particular, I think you and I are both going to have on our list, oh, which for sure. I'm, not gonna, I'm teasing it. We'll talk about it in the podcast, but I am just anticipating there's a specific one that's going to overlap for us. Have you ever seen a movie that you love so much pre-Spotify or streaming yeah. where you've gone out and bought that soundtrack? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I feel like the bulk of that era of me doing that was very specifically in the 80s. Mm. That was the time where I was really aware of these soundtracks. I wanted to hear the whole album. It reminded me of the movie, but it also was just like when I watched the movie, I'm like, this is just a good mix of songs. Well, because back in the day before the internet, if you heard a song and you didn't have it in your own personal collection, you had to wait for it to come on the radio, yeah. or you had to watch a movie a thousand times to hear the music again. <laughs> yeah, I think right. people forget like how much access we have to entertainment yeah. on demand. But when you have a great movie and a wonderful soundtrack, that yeah. created some magic. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be fun to talk about our favorites, but we're going to want to know from you guys too. So listen up. We're going to have a call to action for sure. But uh, stick around right after this. We're going to really dig into it. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the honor system. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. All right. Yes. Let's do this. So I want you to go first. Okay. And I want you to... <laughs> I think you know. Tell me one soundtrack that you particularly love or loved. Okay. I think that I have to start out talking about John Hughes. Yeah. 
and how oh, he you know, masterfully put together music <laughs> yeah, and movies about true. teenagers. And luckily, they all came out when I was a teenager. And yep. a lot of this music I was familiar with, but some of it I wasn't. So for me, it comes down to two John Hughes movies that have my favorite soundtracks. Pretty in Pink. Yeah, yeah. And Breakfast Club. For sure. Those are amazing. I don't know why when I was making this list, that should have been the first thing that I popped into my head. But when you said it just now, I'm like, oh, of course. Oh, some surprises still it. after all these years of yeah, friendship. That's right. <laughs> yeah, those were iconic. From the theme songs. I mean, it helps that a lot of that music I really loved. What would you call it? Alternative, new wave, yeah. whatever. I mean, don't you forget about me from the uh, Breakfast Club movie or yeah. Pretty in Pink, If You Leave from Orchestral Maneuvers yeah. in the Dark. So, so, so good and iconic that it's hard to hear those songs without associating it with the movies. For sure. But back then, a lot of those songs were written for movies. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of why it all makes sense, right? Psychedelic Furs. Psychedelic Furs. They did Pretty in Pink. They did Pretty in Pink. Yeah. Oh, Pretty in Pink was such a formative movie for me when that came out because I was in the era of the characters. I may have mentioned this before on the show, but in eighth grade, all my whole focus was how can I get Ducky's wardrobe? I was going to say, you were a Ducky, weren't I was you? A, you were not a Blaine. Obviously, I'm a Ducky. <laughs> I, <laughs> I even had my mom perm my hair, which was straight. <gasps> what? So I could get a poofy nest of hair for which to put my hat, my flat hat. Just on the back. On the back. Mm -hmm. So my poofy hair came out the front. Bolo ties. Yes. Round sunglasses. Duck shoes? I never got, I mm. could never afford it. I mean, they but weren't even weren't expensive. Cheap. Well, yeah, I think you probably get the used ones that he had because he was supposed to be like a poorer character. That's true. So I don't know, I didn't understand, but you have a, shoes that to me now are <laughs> expensive. That doesn't make sense. I did get the, um, I got a jacket, rolled up sleeves, put pins all over it. Mm-hmm. Really, really dug into that ducky vibe. Nice. Yeah, so that's a good There's also, you know, of that era, um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off had music as such yeah. a quintessential part. And it wasn't necessarily even music from one era, like... Him in the parade float singing along to the Beatles. <laughs> and then Donkashane. And Donkashane, yeah. yeah, yeah. All oh, really, no, really true. good stuff. So what did you think I was going to say first? Well, here's the one that I put down. It was the first one I thought of, and I'm like, you for sure are going to get this, which is the Lost Boys soundtrack. That is also <laughs> up there. That yeah. is so, so. That's late 80s, though. Yeah. Oh, that is true. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Later 80s. Lost Boys soundtrack, I very specifically remember. I bought the album. I nice. bought it on vinyl, Ooh. which was not. Super uncommon in the late 80s, but it was waning. It was I more think. like cassette tapes were the thing. Yeah. But I got it on vinyl and I had a terrible record player, but I listened to that over and over and over again. What about the song in the tub scene where, um, what's his name? Is oh, I ain't got a man. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find. find. I wonder what the bet was it side A or side B that was better? I feel like side A is probably the one that I listen to the most just like con for convenience sake. Mm -hmm. uh, but In Excess, Good Times by In Excess was a uh, good one. Mm -hmm. There's ones by artists I don't know in any other way except for this song. Like 
Lou Graham, I'm not 100% sure who he is, but Lost in the Shadows, the Lost Boys essentially theme oh, song. Oh, yeah. I could sing the whole thing, you know, by memory. While you're riding your motorcycle through a dark, a foggy dark? night. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's clearly on a soundstage. <laughs> Tim Capello. Now, Duh. I don't know if Tim Capello is the greased up sax player, or but he's the guy who does the song that the greased up sax player accompanies. What is the greased up sax player doing today? He, I'm sure he is making some money off this because they even had an SNL sketch. Oh, uh, yeah. Not long ago where they highlighted it. And anytime I bring it up to anybody, everyone's like, oh, yeah, they do the hips, you know, that he does. Mm-hmm. I recently rewatched it. And I just kept laughing because the sax looks so tiny in his giant, muscly, greased-up hands. Tim Capello, <laughs> born May 3rd, 1955, wow. still alive, right. primarily known for his saxophone work in that movie. But also, he went on to tour with Tina Turner for That's decades. Right. I did know that. because Okay, all this is coming back because I did a deep dive into him <laughs> a while back. So that is Tim Capello mm-hmm. in on the stage. In 2022, Capello appears in the closing scene of the season two finale of Reservation Dogs. The episode oh. wraps on him singing and playing saxophone to I Still Believe <gasps> with White Jesus. What? Oh my God, Reservation okay. Dogs. All right. I'm okay. just, so Reservation Dogs keeps being recommended to me, even though I've seen a bit of it. And I keep thinking, oh, I gotta get back into it. Mm-hmm. And now I, I took go. Tim there's, Capello to cinch it. There's the payoff. Okay, so that's some 80s movies. A movie that came out in the 80s but has a soundtrack to match the decade it was in that I love and associate all the songs with is my favorite movie, the one I've seen the most of all time, Stand By Me. Stand By Me. That's such a great soundtrack. That makes perfect sense. So other than Stand By Me, what are some other examples in that? Lollipop. Lollipop. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, And then Every Day from Buddy Holly is a good one. Those are it's the- funny because as you're even saying the songs, I remember the parts in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen it in a long time. There you go. And those songs have been around decades before oh, the movie, yeah. but they're so iconically paired oh, with good. the film yeah. that that's the part that I love about music and movies. When you yeah. hear a song and all you can think about is the part of the movie that that came from. Yeah. Just as long as you stand, stand by me. So dark. I feel like you and I will do 80s movies for like two hours, so I'm going to try to move it into the 2000s. Okay. You're going to skip right over the 90s? I'm going to skip the 90s. For some reason, I didn't connect with the 90s that much. No Garden State soundtrack? It was good. Yeah, no. That's good. That's where I discovered the shins. Oh, that's actually a great point. That part, even Natalie Portman. Okay, I'm just, before we get to 2000s. No, 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 that's good. She's got the headphones in. She's sitting there with him. She's like, you want to hear a song that's going to change your life? She puts the headphones on and it's the shins. I love the shins. I discovered them before that movie, but when I saw the movie and I thought, they're talking about the shins in a movie. I didn't realize how big the shins were until they're like oh i thought that was just my little but were they treat. though i think that's one of the first yeah, movie soundtracks not, yeah. i can think of that they actually played more like alternative underground music that's and a- not super popular hits you could hear on the oh, okay. radio well then that explains it yeah that's great the 
only other thing I could think of was uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm -hmm. And it is a musical, Mm -hmm. so I don't know if this is cheating. It's not cheating. It's obviously it's soundtrack. But Hedwig, I absolutely, I listen to that soundtrack over and over. That also is one of the films I've seen in the theater the most. I think I saw that in the theater more than any other movie. Oh, that makes sense then that you have the soundtrack too. And me and my friends, there's a couple of my friends at the time who we were all obsessed with it. We had the soundtrack. We saw the movie so many times. But yeah, that's a great like rock punk musical. It's very funny. It's also very sad, incredibly acted. But the songs are what really keep you through that whole thing. They're great. I think you have inspired me. I feel like I've watched Hedwig. I had to have watched Hedwig a couple times, but I haven't really connected with it in a way that I know if I just give myself time to sit down and enjoy it, I will. So I think that's going to be on my winter watch list. Thank you, Christopher. We had it, actually, we brought it as a member screening. We usually do current films, but December, usually around December, we'll do a classic. So I really was hoping for Hedwig, and it turned out the rep was putting on Hedwig, and we partnered with the rep, so their actors came over to our screening. (laughs) But this was just for members. And they sang Origins of Love, which is like the love theme of the movie. Those two actors came on. I don't think they were in costume, but they were like in character. They did the song, and like our members loved it. And then we watched the movie right afterwards, which was one of the coolest experiences we've had for those, I think. That's wonderful. I did see that performance at the wrap of Hedwig. Yeah. Yeah. It was was right before lockdown, right? 20, early 2020. No, you're right. It was Mm. January. We showed it in January and it was like right after that. Um, Now I'm thinking about soundtracks for musical movies that I had to go buy. Chicago with Catherine Zeta-Jones and Renee Zellweger. Yeah. I loved that soundtrack so much that I had to go buy a Queen Latifah's on. She plays Mama Morton. (laughs) That one. And then Moulin Rouge. I know I talked a little bit before yeah, about yeah. Ian McGregor singing. Mm. Right. I will listen to that soundtrack over and over and over again because I love the movie so much. We should be lovers, and that's a fact. My wife is also a huge fan of that movie, and we are split on it because it's one of those movies that you either like or you hate. I didn't really hate it, but I couldn't get into it. The editing was like so fast. Yeah. I was like, I think I just saw an elephant, but I don't know why. But even though I love all those songs, Mm -hmm. but it was in a weird context, which is very odd and hypocritical because the movie Across the Universe, they use the songs of the Beatles and it's all about the 60s, but it's different performers. All the actors are doing these and they're different arrangements. They're just really good arrangements of these Beatles songs, which can be a cliche, I guess, with you do the Rolling Stones of the Beatles and you do your own arrangement. Mm-hmm. But I loved it. There's one when they do Let It Be, it's like this big choir kind of thing. It's like very quiet and then it turns into a big choir thing. I listened to it in the car and there is no better example of a Pavlovian response <laughs> I have in my life than this song because the moment... It switches from the little kid singing it to the woman singing mm-hmm. in this powerful voice. Mm-hmm. No matter what, I'm prepared for it. I'm like, okay, here's the point. My eyes instantly fill with tears. <laughs> like, to the point where I, they're filled with tears, but I start laughing because I'm like, yep, it is totally Pavlovian. That's, That's another one I'm putting on my winter watch it's list. Amazing. A lot of people hate the movie. Okay. I'm. This is one of those movies, it's the opposite, where like, I love it and most people don't care for it. Let it be. All right, quick question. First thing that comes to your head, best movie song that's the title. 
oh. of the movie. So like Ghostbusters, oh, yeah. right? Ray Parker oh, Jr.'s yeah. Ghostbusters <laughs> is an example of probably one of the best ever created for a movie. That is pretty good. I, okay, this doesn't... That doesn't or fit. worst, whatever might come oh, to yeah. mind first. I mean, Footloose is a good one. Where do you fall with MC Hammer's Adam's Family theme? You know what? Is there's, it in the good column or the bad column? <laughs> it's in the bad column because because <laughs> there's such a history of terrible rap songs that are made for a movie. Mm-hmm. They're just forced to include the plot and name of a like <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. uh, with Van- uh, was vanilla, that vanilla Ice. ice? Vanilla Ice, that's a terrible one. Even there's actually a good one with oddly for Blade. Mm-hmm. Or I don't oh, know if it's yeah. Blade or Blade Two, but it's most deaf that does a song called Eye Against Eye. <laughs> and I actually really, really like that song. And it does like have bits of the plot in the <laughs> in the song. I was like, no, this was a good version of what is normally quite bad. Where do you fall in with Prince's bat dance? <laughs> oh yeah, that's an unfortunate <laughs> bump in his career. However, I genuinely think Purple Rain might be my favorite album of all time. Oh, yeah. And it is a soundtrack to the film Purple Rain. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it is the soundtrack to Mm -hmm. that. And that movie is bad in the sense that there's a lot of non-actors, including Prince, Mm -hmm. in it. But the concert footage of those songs in that is like the best version it of that. Carries you're it, get. yeah, it carries it. So I'll I will forgive the bat dance. Another yeah. thing coming to mind is, I think brand new movies that have taken movie soundtracks to a different level to me has been the Guardians of the Galaxy series. Oh, that's a great point. Because the very first scene, I believe, in the first movie sets it up for like, oh, this is going to be great. Is it like 70s? Yeah. 70s and, rock. And 80s, 70s mm-hmm. and 80s rock. Yeah. There's some real, that's a, those are great well, soundtracks. The second movie too starts off with a big fight scene with ELO, oh. with Baby Groot. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I think they've really taken the use of popular music in a movie and made it make a lot of sense yeah. and a lot of fun. And then, I mean, look what happens with some of those old songs, right? All these old songwriters, hopefully they still have the rights to their songs. Right, yeah. Like Kate Bush. Running up that hill from Stranger Things. I mean, you rarely see a song from so long ago hit the charts again because, I mean, that's impressive. Yeah. And love that Kate Bush is getting her due in America. I mean, no, she's like an icon in England, but here and here, too. I mean, everybody, a lot of people know Kate Bush, but like young people don't know who Kate Bush is. No, no. So that's really kind of a beautiful thing about technology and streaming services, I guess, that you can have an old song like that. And so many people have access to it that the songwriter actually gets to make some decent cash. But that rarely, rarely ever happens. Right. I would like to do a shout out right now for 80s action movies, Mm -hmm. specifically martial arts movies specifically made in America because they're usually of poor quality 
the kind that you like, like the good kind of poor quality. Yes. But the best thing in any of those movies, and the best of which would be Karate Kid, right? Oh, but then you yeah. also have like these lower tier ones. Mm-hmm. Nicole's cousin said, what kind of music do you want at your engagement party? And I <laughs> jokingly said, I want training sequence songs from <laughs> 80s martial arts movies. <laughs> And I said it, but then we started looking at them, and I was like, no, these are all fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm talking Karate Kid, you're the best around. You're the best. There's also uh, there's a movie called Best of the Best, and then uh, there's one called No Retreat, No Surrender. There are <laughs> training sequence action songs that all are essentially the same guitar-heavy, inspirational mm-hmm. Love these songs. So that was a soundtrack to your engagement party. That was my engagement party soundtrack. But I realized if I were to ever start going to the gym again, God, <laughs> help, God help me if I do. That is what I'm going to listen to every single time. That's perfect. So we've been talking about a lot of gentlemen and oh, yeah. songs by a male identifying voices. It just popped in my head. Dolly Parton's nine to five, maybe one of the best of title course. theme songs ever. That's true. Nine to five is great. Mm-hmm. It's got to be one of the most recognizable songs. It's like, such a, ever. because of how I learned about that song from the movie in the eighties, I didn't give it as much weight as I have these last couple years as an adult woman it is a feminist song to the core i just felt like it was this fun pop song for a really long time and now it means something totally different to me when i listen to it and play it (laughs) yeah so if you hear me playing it on the radio ever you know i'm feeling some sort of powerful (laughs) way use your mind questions we could ask our listeners right now about their favorite movie soundtracks i know i mean just that what are your favorite movie soundtracks Mm -hmm. what's a song from one of those soundtracks that really sticks with you yeah we didn't even talk about james bond movies and how iconic all those themes have been but i love talking about movies with you and i do love talking about music too so thank you for indulging me on this week's episode i knew i was like we're both 80s kids too so we knew it was gonna be heavy 80s but this is a perfect time 80s are very chic right now yeah so listeners favorite movie soundtrack whether it's a decade that you think just nailed it putting music and movies together maybe it's the title track of something that we didn't talk about that you're screaming at us right now. How yeah. are you not talking about this song? Let us know. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, at Cinebuds Podcast on Instagram. We'd love to see you on there. That wraps it up for this week's episode, yeah. right? Absolutely. You're feeling good about this? Yeah, I, I want to go listen to music now. I know. I'm going to go find my Lost Boys LP somewhere. Say hello to the night. <laughs> yeah. Lost Boys. Because you're lost in the shadows, of course. Ooh, here's another fun trivia. Oh, of yeah. course you're lost in the shadows. <laughs> there is a line from Lost Boys where the vampires are being killed at the house, the big battle at oh, the yeah. end, where how one of the vampires gets killed by a bow and arrow, and the line that is said after that turned into a band name. Oh, Oh, I know what it is. It is Death by Stereo. Death by Stereo. Yeah. I remember that. Little Corey Haim. Mm-hmm. 
I also want to point out that I lived briefly in Santa Cruz, California, which is the vampire capital, Santa of the world. Clara, California, in the movie. But yeah, they, but Santa <laughs> is filmed in Santa Cruz, Ooh. vampire capital of, America, of the world. Wait, when did you do this? I was twenty. I turned twenty while living there. I was like one year. And I yeah. went to see the boardwalk. I saw the place where they hung from the railroad tracks. That's all real stuff. It's all real stuff. That boardwalk is real. Mm. And I it was a mile from my house. And I was situated halfway up the mountain so I could hear people screaming on the roller coaster from my house. <gasps> and it was a mile away. Just like in the movie. Yes. Did you see Greasy Saxophone Guy? I didn't. Mm. I didn't. They don't have a statue Tim. of him anywhere. They <laughs> should. I don't even live there and I will start a campaign. How does that boardwalk not have him there? Oh, well, you know what? I haven't been there in a while. Maybe I'll check. Yeah. Road trip. Yeah. This has been <laughs> Cinebuds. Cinebuds is produced by Nate Imig and Kiri Salinas. Our theme song comes courtesy of Brett Newski. Thank you, Brett. And we couldn't do this without the support of our members here at Radio Milwaukee and also Milwaukee Film. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Until next time. We shall see you. Don't get lost in the shadows. <laughs> yeah.